Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Brian. You're listening to the Nakama Fitness Podcast. This is a podcast about fitness and all things nerd culture, and that includes anime, video games, cosplay, and more. You can find me on Instagram at sd underscore cosplay fit and Sean at the fit cosplayer if you'd like to give us feedback or you'd like to reach out to us. We welcome you to give us a holler. We are live. All right, Hello. we're back with the Nakama Fitness Podcast. Um, it's Brian and and Sean are here, and we have a guest, Adrian. Hi, Adrian. <laughs> Hi, Adrian. <laughs> oh, did we lose Adrian? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, good. <laughs> Woo! We've been having technical difficulties. Oh, geez. Okay. So, okay, so Adrian is our friend from San Diego. Um, he is a health coach. He's been doing health coaching for 12 years out of San Diego. He has uh, NSCA and Precision Nutrition uh, Certification, Level 1, Level 2. Um, he's also a very strong runner. We ran with him one time, and he just smoked all of us. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's great. And he does, yeah, he does a lot of coaching with a lot of clients. He's been doing it for a long time. So, Adrian, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure, man. Um, you know, obviously, Adrian, uh, I've, I've been a trainer for, for quite some time now. Um, so like 12 years, I've been a, a manager of, of trainers at 24, like a 24 hour fitness. I've ran a studio for three years uh, before it closed down due, due to COVID. Um, and then I even taught, I taught at National Personal Training Institute for, for like a couple of years too. So I've done a lot of this and been all over. Um, really just work with kind of like general people. So a lot of like behavioral change, really trying to get deep with like what's kind of going on and actually like lay some good kind of foundations with people. So like outside of that, you know, I've, I've been around in terms of like training. I've, I've, you know, dabbled in strongman, powerlifting, um, never really competed in Olympic lifting, even though I really enjoy it. And then recently I've just gotten big into running uh, just with all the gyms in San Diego lockdown. So it's been kind of, kind of nice. So I've really just kind of been all over with that stuff and just really, really dive deep with helping people out. Yeah. And we're going to get into that. And I, I'm really excited to like kind of dive deep into, because I think we'll, we'll get into it later, but there's probably a lot of psychological things that happen in people's lives. Oh, yeah. That, uh, yeah that, that you have to get into in order to help people with their, you know, nutrition and their fitness and all that stuff. But, but anyways, uh, before we get to that, we just wanted to talk a little bit about uh, geek news, nerd news, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. Our first segment of our show where we just talk about things that are going on in the nerd community, anime community, video games, whatever we have. So, uh, Sean, do you want to start us off? I'd love to. So all you weebs out there, grab your tissues, grab your box of paper towels, because uh, my hero is coming up to its final arc, which means it's going to be ending soon. I know I can I can hear you crying in the background, uh, but don't worry, don't worry. It's it's gonna you know it's it's gonna end well. Um, yeah, I don't watch it personally. I've saw season one and two, but I I stopped after that. I got bored. I know, right? Yeah. You're gonna tell me to keep going, um, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, so yeah. You as could, for what you I know, might be able to see it. In two ways, right? So the final arc is coming, so that's either really hype because mm -hmm. 
usually when it when it when an anime comes to an end like those are like the best season that's, that's like yeah. the best season they go all like, just out. like yeah just like attack on titan it's the best season because it's just <laughs> it's ending so it's it's so the stakes are super super high every episode is like ridiculously tense it's uh it's fun and from what i know about the first episode it's midoriya right giving a saying this is how i became the best hero so i'm pretty sure they're gonna end it with like some sort of future scene and like it's gonna be him with all his little he gonna have some babies i'm i'm assuming uh, uh maybe. I don't know. <laughs> if you read the mangas you can let me know <laughs> but uh yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how he starts with this is how I became the best hero. So this final arc's gonna get crazy and you know he's gonna be like super mega all might junior. Uh <laughs> junior, yeah. I don't know. That's basically what he is, right? All might Yeah, junior. yeah. Uh spoilers, you know, all might's gonna die. So uh I mean you knew that well, I think, from episode. I think like people two, knew, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, so, well I mean I didn't once know you, anything. Once you like once once night eye like is on the scene like when, mm-hmm. when you meet night eye then you you kind of find out okay so all might has to die like because yeah. he sees it he foresees it yeah, i know about that guy <laughs> uh but on a happier note uh that may be coming to an end but some new things are starting up and for everyone in the irvine area that is in california i think it's technically still southern california uh <laughs> there is yeah, a... just about an hour away from for where we are oh San okay Diego. Awesome. Yeah, my brother lives in Irvine. Oh, there you go. You guys can hang out with Brian's brother. Uh, <laughs> please don't. That's that's weird. Uh, but the Kyoto Night Market is starting back up. They were on a hiatus due to COVID, but um, due to the you know the lowering of the the numbers, I don't know the word for that. The numbers are going down, which is good. Which means things can open back up. And uh, essentially, what the Night Market is, I just learned this. It's was a car show but they're adding more elements to it <laughs> so there's going to be prizes there's games there's music there's lots of vendors um so all of you people who love anime who love manga who love japanese culture and food that's all going to be there and there's a cosplay contest so it's as close as we're getting to a convention right now um so i'm going to be there brian's going to be there you know if you see us ask us for our autographs we're really cool guys i promise <laughs> I don't uh, think anyone's going to be asking for autographs. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, they are going to... What are you most excited for, Brian? For what, the, the night market? Yeah, what are you most excited yeah. for, for the night market? Well, I, I'm just... Just to be able to cosplay again. Uh, mm. out, like, it's not a con, uh, but it's it's close enough, right? So yeah. being able to do that again is going to be fun. Um, mm-hmm. I'm bulking right now, so I can't really do any shirtless cosplays at the moment. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to do... I'm, I'm probably going to do Archer. Ooh, um, oh, I love your Archer. Like, with your, yeah, but not like the... the not with the body. Not the, oh, that was that was the coolest yeah, version. <laughs> the, the, yeah, it's, it's hard to keep it on without mm. like it rubbing off onto other services. But yeah, so I have a, I have a different way I'm going to do archer i'm gonna do the archer like not the the one where he's when he's a servant like Mm -hmm. before that like so in the in the the cut scenes where he's like reminiscing or like even in the intro sequence of fate stay night unlimited blade works you see him kind of like in a war zone area and he's got like yeah you'll 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 see (laughs) (laughs) so for those of you who have no idea what brian's talking about uh archer is a character from the fate stay night series um 
I'm pretty sure he's in all of them. There's lots of Fate Stay Nights. Um, yeah, well, he's uh, he's he's the one in the Fate Stay Night that path. So there's a lot of Fate uh, paths. It's it's really complicated once you get into all the Fate stuff. But he he's the Archer Servant class of the Fate Stay Night path. That path. There you go. There you go. Archer of the yeah. Uh, it's really because in a in a different one, Archer is Gilgamesh. But Gilgamesh what? is in, in my Oh, mouth. that's right. He is. That's that's yeah. the one I'm watching. Uh, but yeah, there you go. That Fate Stay Night. All you Fate Stay Night people, you, you already know what's up. <laughs> if you don't, <laughs> I can't tell you where to start because it, none of them will make sense. But uh, yeah. shoot Brian you should probably uh, just a do DM at SDM for Cosplay Fit, and he'll tell you which one to start with. <laughs> the best path, I think. Well, I mean, like a lot of people disagree, but... I think if you just do Fate Zero and then mm-hmm. Fate Stay Night and then Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works, like mm-hmm. you yeah. pretty much get the gist. Oh, and speaking of that, Adrian, have you seen any of the Fate Stay Nights, or are you just yeah, as confused? I was just thinking about that. No, I agree with Brian. I can't remember the names of them, but the ones he just said is like I think it's how it's supposed to go because mm-hmm. like it's just weird. Like they don't have like seasons one, two, three, four, five. It's like, yeah, every season it's all like different time. universes or like yeah. alternate realities or different paths and stuff like that. So they're not, they're not necessarily like chronological fate zero and then fate stay night. I think those two are linked, but then even fate stay night unlimited blade works is like a different universe. <laughs> mm. It's like a different path altogether. <laughs> oh, that's so much. Uh, but yeah, I remember, feeling this when that movie was coming out uh but we're gonna move on from that because we could stay on this topic for hours <laughs> um so speaking of anime the winter anime season is ending so we're gonna get a whole bunch of new animes coming out within the next few weeks uh, and i want to know uh my personal favorite from this last season was cells at work code black and for all you cells at work fans this is just like that except the opposite. <laughs> so in this body, uh, Cells, Cells at Work is a anime, essentially. I tell people it's Osmosis Jones, but anime. Uh, you learn all about the human body and how every cell works. It's amazing. I leave every episode like feeling like a scientist because I learned so many terms. But this one called Black is about uh, when things go wrong in the human body. So this person whose body we're in has all the things wrong with them. They've got like kidney stones, shingles, hair loss. Uh, it tackles like STDs. Um, I believe the episode is gonorrhea. There's so much that goes wrong with this person. I feel bad for them. Um, but <laughs> this does uh, bring up the topic which we're talking about today of motivation. Um, so I'm definitely motivated to stay in shape and to eat fruits and vegetables after watching. <laughs> any episodes of this show uh brian what about you my favorite anime of this season the Mm -hmm. uh, winter anime season was Mm -hmm. uh that time i got reincarnated as slime that's my it's a season two so it 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 already had a season one previously like i think last year i started watching it last year but um yeah the season two for this was really good Uh, but the only problem is that my favorite character in season one never made an appearance in season two oh (laughs) Did There's only die? one more episode, so I'm pretty sure that she's not going to make an appearance. In this oh, one, but yeah, but it's—I mean, she's referenced a lot, so you can tell who she is. Like mm. they reference her as like, oh, you know, this person. If you if you watch the anime, you'll 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 see, and it. it's like 
they have like these history books kind of things and then they draw a picture of us oh that's that's her that's that's the character but that mm. was like way before she was a demon lord but mm-hmm. uh but she's my favorite character and she's she's in the intro and everything and she's like <laughs> she doesn't make an intro she doesn't make a appearance in the entire 24 all 24 episodes oh but that's so sad yeah <laughs> i'm sorry sad. but anyways um uh, yeah but there was a lot of good new ones that came up um mm-hmm. that really really caught my attention and i have to give a shout out to a couple of these so um Hodimiya, if you like romance anime that that's a really good one you should really check that one out it's a very slice of life good romance anime um my wife really loves it <laughs> it's like her favorite uh of this winter anime season um let's see quintessential quintuplets that one is pretty good it's it's weird it's a it's kind of a it's a harem anime i don't know if you know what those are but Oh, it, I know. It, but those. it's a really good one. Yeah, it's a good one. It's not like trashy harem anime. It's, it's actually not bad. Yeah. Okay. And then you kind of have like waifu wars. Like, oh, who who's your favorite? And like, I actually I made a post about one of the girls in quintessential quintuplets, and I got like five DMs. Like, oh, you know, she's not the best one. This one's the best. Here's one. why you're wrong. Right? <laughs> yeah, here's why you're wrong. This, she's not the best. Yeah. And uh, it was funny. And then. Uh, the the last one that was new that came out no there was a bunch of new ones but the one that the ones that I watched were there was one called um ah oh, shoot oh Mushoku Tensei that's the, the other one that's mm. it's on tonight actually um and that one is a it's an isekai which is just like a a genre about like somebody who goes from the modern world into another world usually a fantasy world and so that one was pretty good it's very it's very weird it, it kind of shocks you sometimes with its uh like pervertedness <laughs> oh yeah I remember it can get book. pretty perverted yeah it can get pretty perverted really quick but uh but it's a good one but yeah if those, those are my shout out <laughs> yeah. i mean it's, it's not about being perverted like the whole anime there there are scenes like that and it just kind of catches you off guard it catches you off guard because the rest of the anime is not like it's like a fantasy world and mm. the guy is kind of making sense of this new fantasy world he's from modern day japan but he gets warped into this fantasy world so yeah would you say this one's on the same caliber we'll say as um oh no i totally forgot the name of it uh Oh, I'm so embarrassed. It's the the one with Raftalia and Philo, uh, the Shield Hero, Rising of the Shield Hero. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't watch Rising of the Shield Hero. I watched like one what? or two episodes. Yeah, and I didn't really like it. So oh uh, oh man <laughs> yeah. oh, oh I heard your but yeah. Voice, I, I would say <laughs> I, heard, I I would say it's it's pretty good. Like okay. as for an isekai, it's it's really. I know Rising of the Shield Hero is also an isekai. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but th- this is, I think Mushoku Tensei is really good. It's really okay. well done. Well, yep. we'll have to, we'll have to see. Let us know uh, which one of those is your favorite Rising of the Shield Hero or Mushoku Tensei. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so now moving on to our awesome, awesome guest, Adrian. So today's topic uh, how to motivate nerds and normal people. Uh, so, <laughs> why did you, uh, what was that? And the normies. Yeah, yeah and the normies. normies. I like to call them muggles, uh, but then people are like, what's a muggle? And I'm just like, I can't. I can't continue this conversation <laughs> with you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just tell us how you got started with your business. And, um, you know, unfortunately, gyms were shut down recently. So if you want to yeah. go into that, too. 
Yeah. So, um, I mean, I kind of got started. So like, I guess a little bit of a backstory, like I was never super into fitness growing up. Like I was, I was always kind of like an odd person out. Never, I wasn't like, like really overweight. I was just kind of skinny fat and not really into anything. I would just play like a lot of like Final Fantasy three and like X, I mean like, and then Mega Man growing up. Right. So I never really was into anything. But um, at some point when I was in high school, I really wanted to play lacrosse. And like it, it was just kind of like our school just started. And uh, I mean, this was this is back in like 2002. So it just wasn't as, as popular as it definitely is now in San Diego. And I just really wanted to kind of get into it. So um, I ended up like long story short, I tried out for the team and I didn't make it. They cut me, which would suck. And then uh, I had a bunch of friends who actually invited me out to, to come play water polo and try water polo. And I'm not athletic at all. Uh, and I know I'm, t- I'm talking about two of the widest sports you could possibly play in like high school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so, but so I, I joined the water polo team and like out of the gate, it was the most supportive thing. And this will kind of tie into what we're talking about later. But like, I was super not athletic, like couldn't even do a push up at this time, like not even into fitness. And I remember that the first beach practice, like the very first day was like at this beach practice. And like I had to catch a ride with a bunch of my a bunch of uh, some of my other friends on the team. And like just being a part of a support system, like, we, you know, we're doing a bunch of stuff that I totally suck at doing and doing like suicides in the sand. I'm like just tons of sit ups, trying to do push ups. You know, everybody's just super encouraging. And like it ended up being like a gateway for me getting into fitness where like by the end of the season, I was like doing, there was like, we would do three day practices. It would be like in the morning before school, it'd be a dry line practice where after school would be weight training. And then we'd get to the pool at like 7 PM. And it was like that for like weeks on end. Dang. Uh, wow. yeah, it was, I went from like zero, like into the thick of it. And the thing with like water polo more than any other sport is like, there's no real rest. Like we very rarely do you get to actually just like hang out on the side of the pool. You have to tread water like the entire time. So it's super exhausting. And that ended up being like a big gateway for me to get really in good shape and just for me to love it. Cause like you're just a part of a, of a support system. Right. So long story short, um, I, that I ended up making the lacrosse team the next year. I then ended up being very good at it to a point where like, I ended up um, moving to New York for three years and trying out for um, trying out for one of the uh, a community college team. And this is going to sound really weird, but like I tried out for a community college team that was like it's a, it was like a hub program that had some of the literal best players in the world. Like three, wow. my, like my roommate ended up going two time division two player of the year in college. Uh, we had guys in our team who play on the Iroquois world team. Um, one of our, one of our uh, other teammates went on to play at Syracuse, had the game-winning goal, Division One of the national champ. Like, it was just like this wow. weird hub team, and I had no idea. So I tried, like, and I went to this program, and I was like, I suck. <laughs> like, just <laughs> these guys, who've been, I'm like, I suck. So I got into weight training, and that's kind of like what brought it on was, like, I was tenacious and just loved it, and I was like, I need an edge, and I just kind of made it off my work ethic. And then I wanted to be a strength conditioning coach. So I was like, well, I'm just going to get certified while like I figure everything out. And as you started like working with people, I was like, I really just enjoyed working with like general population. Like people would come in, they'd have like aches and pains and, you know, getting people strong felt great. And it wasn't like anything kind of like specific. It was just like taking what they had at 24. And it sounds kind of bad saying it like that, but like I would just take whatever they would give you. And you, you like my first clients would, 
like the first client they gave me had fused ankles. And like, so when you think about like every lower body thing you do, you need your ankles. Yeah. <laughs> it's wow. like a leg yeah. extension. So like, I was just kind of thrown into the thick of it and I really enjoyed it. And like, that's kind of like where it started. And then just from there, like I really um, wanted more. Like I wanted to, you know, own a studio and wanted to really like have things my way. And I was, I'm just one of those people who like, I like things done a particular way. So I'm like, I'm just gonna, I just have to be the person in charge. Like 24 was just so behind in changing anything. So eventually, you know, I, I worked under my friend who owned a facility and then I left and actually got out of training for a while. And that's when I got into like academia and I was teaching other people had to be personal trainers. Um, and then like just got the spark again, had a couple of really cool clients who, who kind of started back up and then we opened a facility and we did like small group training. Cause this happens to some people that I know. Uh, it's like when, like it's called, I, I, I'll coin the term. It's called friend sabotage. It's like when you're, <laughs> when your friends are not in the same place as you, like, so if you're, okay, let's say you, you're a person and you want to lose weight. Like that's what you want to do for yourself. You want to do it for your health. You want to do it for whatever reason you have. Right. But then all your friends around you, they don't care about losing weight. They 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 want to still party. They still want to drink, and they want they still want to eat, you know, mm. fast food every day. It it, it kind of it, it you put yourself in a very dangerous, I mean, quote unquote, dangerous situation when you still have the same group of friends that still want to party, still want to do all these bad things. Like not that they're bad things, but they're like the unhealthy kinds of things. They want to they want to live like that. They don't they don't feel like they want to change. But then you still have to hang out with these people. <laughs> but like you want to change. It's like I want to I want to make some sacrifices. I want to lose weight for my health or whatever. Right. But oftentimes um the the friends that you have will sabotage you and they'll do it deliberately. Oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. they'll they'll put food in your face and they'll just like they'll basically pressure you until you finally cave in and eat. So yeah. it's already hard enough when you're like, okay, I, I have to diet, I have to eat these certain things, you know, so I, I don't have any, I don't have enough calories to eat this. They're shoving food in your face, like, come on, man, you gotta eat this. Go, don't be such a, you know, whatever. Like, yeah. it's that just one slice of cake. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Punk. <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, it's it's the it's so yeah so like really easy example right yeah. like if you go to a party like. And you just don't drink, not not because you're the, the you're like the designated driver. You just don't drink, right? Like it's weird. Like people, this is what I mean. Like it's weird for other people that you do action. Like I think it's like people assume it's saying something about themselves. When you're like, I just don't drink. And they're like, no, just have a beer. You're like, no, I just don't drink. And like, or like you say you're starting that journey, right? Like it's a super common thing. And like I don't know where it comes from. But it, there's definitely the peer pressure element. Like so many people, when they start this journey, they think that they're going to be met with wel welcoming arms. And they're just like right in the face with, nope, your friends want you to, to kind of stay how you are. And like the hardest thing. Of, so like the best thing I can say is like with that, if you can't get some friends to help you out, and this is going to sound really like, like bad, <laughs> you have to find new they friends. Yeah, I would have said it if you didn't say it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I've met people where I'm like, you need, you like, you, and not necessarily like you have to get rid of those friends. Cause like, I think that is just different, but like, you have to find some friends who do things that are things that you want to be a part of, right? Like, if like, so, so my, this is literally like somebody very close to me 
um, had that situation. And all of her friends were like, you know, let's go party all the time. And when she started losing weight and she just didn't like how she felt and she just felt like crap. But all of her friends were like, oh, you're changing. You got to go drinking with us. I can't believe you. And it wasn't until like she started hanging out with friends who wanted to go like rock climbing. And she started hanging out with people who wanted to like get into running and going to the beach. And she just like connected with another group of friends that she had who she hadn't really talked to for a while. And that was a huge difference. And now she actually doesn't even hang out with the the old friends anymore. Like her looking back on it, like five years later, she's like, Ugh, like those people. I felt so bad about myself. And now she's in a different, like, you know, now she's in a, a just a different situation. She can breathe. And she's like, wow, I really see how toxic they were. And now I can only realize, see that now that I'm away from it. Right. Mm. And it's, it's not easy to do for sure. It's oh, yeah. really hard, but like that can be the make or break for so many people, just getting in touch with other friends, finding parts of new communities. This is where like how I met you guys through the cosplay group, right? Like, mm-hmm. and then we connected, but like, it's, it, that's where like being part of a community and where I was talking about earlier, like being part of a team can be so helpful or even yeah. this is where like in-person training can definitely be huge because if you join a gym and you meet some really cool people, then that, that can be the social circle that changes who you are. So, yeah, now, now it's a good perfect segue. We can talk right about motivation. So I guess that's that's one of the one of the things that we could consider as like finding the right group of people, like a community yeah. or friendship, right? That could be a good driver, motivator to continue your fitness. Um, people make this assumption that what they need is this daily rah-rah, but what they need is a few things. And the way I kind of look at it is like, you need, I, I talk a lot about what's called like a three foot rule. So three foot rule is like focusing on just what's immediate and immediately in front of you. And what's the most immediate important thing for you to do. And mm. just focus on that, like get tunnel vision for these little important tasks. And when you do that, it allows you to not get bogged down by the big thing. Right. So like an easy example is uh, I, so every, so today Sunday, or for at least right at the, when we're uh, recording this, it's Sunday. And I do a trail run, a really like brutally long 14 mile run through mountains every Sunday. Dang. And I never want to do it. So like, I, I'm, I state this cause like, I never want to go. I always find ways to drag my feet in the morning to do this, but I have systems in place. So like every morning, nothing matters. Like until I get my bag ready to go running. So I, I, I have a camelback. I need to clean it. I need to get water in it. I need to get my Gatorade right, get my shoes to get, like nothing matters. So like, I don't even think about where I'm going to go until my bag is ready, right? Once my bag's ready, then I'm like, okay, cool. That first check mark's done. After that, I'm like, cool. I'm just going to drive out to where I'm going to go. Like, even if it's like cold or there's snow or it's raining, I, I'm okay with driving out there if I if I have to turn back once I get there. But I make this promise to myself that's like, you just got to get out there. because I, And this kind of talks about like, things are often different once you get somewhere. And like, you, and like people do this all the time at fitness. They're like, oh my God, I don't want to go to the gym. But they get to the gym, they're like, I don't feel so bad. And they, they get on a treadmill for like five minutes and start moving around. Like, I don't feel, they're like, oh, I feel better than I thought I did. And they work out. But if you're like, oh my God, this workout, I have to get to the gym and I have to work out for 60 minutes. <laughs> I can't. Do that. And it's the, the big picture is what, is what like, is what people have a hard time with. Just like we're joking about the Zack Snyder 
four hour movie. It's like the big picture is harder for people to do, but you, for you to not just chomp it into smaller bits, but then only focus on the next little thing in front of you. Right. So like kind of going back to my, my, my run, once I get out to where I'm going to be, then I'm just like, I'm just going to start with like five minutes. Even if I feel like crap, like remember when those those big fires out in San Diego, like all remember when all of California was on fire? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when there's the big one in in like uh where was that? It was in like near Cuyamaca, and they, it was like it was like a hundred degrees out, and I was like, jeez, oh, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna do my run today. Like it was <laughs> on a Sunday. I'm like, this is my wife's like super concerned with me. You know, she's like, this is a bad bad news, but I'm like, I gotta do it. So I get out there, it's like hundred degrees. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to start with one mile. Like I can do one mile. I'll focus on just one mile. I get to a mile in and I'm like, it's not as hot as I thought it was going to be. And like, I was like, actually, I feel a little bit better than I thought it was going to be. And then I get three miles in and I'm like at the top of this mountain and I'm like, okay, like things are feeling all right. Like <laughs> let's go another mile and see what happens. And like, I went another mile and then at this point, I'm like, okay, things are nasty. I should turn back. And I ended up doing eight miles instead of like, or it was like, it was something like six or seven miles, but it was way further than what I initially planned on when I was like, I'm only going to start with one mile. Right. And the, the moral of this is that it allows me to be consistent because even though I didn't do the whole thing that day, I still did a lot and it allows me to be consistent. And with consistency, like I'm a huge preacher that consistency is one of the most important things for people. I'm like, that's it. But I didn't do that until I was like, what's right in front of me? Like put my bag together, right? Just drive out there. Just get started with it. Like with a little bit of what I'm going to do. And then if I feel good, I'll see what happens. I'll keep checking in on me to make sure I can keep moving forward. And that's how I'll talk myself into doing like runs in the snow into like, like I've done now, like I've ran when there's like snow, like all weather. And I, and I'm not a fan of running just to preface. It's like, I am now. <laughs> I had to talk myself. Like I had to use these little tricks of like, just put my shoes on, just put my back. It's a more powerful tool than people realize, especially when you're like, okay, I'm just going to do like, I like an example would be like, just get to the gym, you know, put your, put your gym clothes on. Once your gym clothes are on, you're like, I'm just going to get to the gym, right? You get to the gym. Then you're like, I'm just going to warm up. And then like, Take it from there, dude. Like, if you feel good at the end of your warm up, maybe do a couple sets of something. If you feel good after that, keep going. But at any point, if you don't feel good, just turn around. But you find yourself that things are different when you're in the thick of it. Then you are stepping back and looking at the big picture and going like, "Oh my gosh, this is so uh, much." And people do that that stuff all the time. They'll be like, "Oh, I can't go. Oh, it's, I only have 30 minutes to work out. I can't do that." I'm like, so they're always like talking themselves out of it. So that's kind of like one thing about motivation. Like a, another thing kind of talking about, I'm like, I look at that as motivation, but I get like the raw, raw thing. I'm like, we just need better actions and habits to build that kind of consistency. Right. Yeah. Uh, another one is that like, and this is kind of a, 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 maybe a different take. There are things around us. Like I, I'm trying to think about it. So the environment that you live in, like in terms of like who you live with, we're talking about friends and social situations can either be helping your goals or hurting your goals. And a really great analogy of this is how hard would a diet be if you had like a bag, like a bowl of m and sitting in front of you all day? Like it would be really hard, right? Yeah. Like you like, this sucks. And no matter how much motivation you have, if there's a bowl of M&Ms in front of you, at some point you're going to be like, oh, maybe just one, right? Like, and I, like on a, on a long enough timeline, you're probably going to have one, right? 
Yeah. And the, the answer isn't like you need more willpower or you need more motivation to not have it. The answer is get rid of the bull M&Ms, like move it, get it out of sight, right? But and that's a really obvious one. But how many things are like that theoretical M&Ms like around you at work? Like how many things are kind of pulling you closer to bad behaviors instead of nudging you closer to good behaviors? Yeah. And I think this is like a really not talked about one. But the fastest way to change your action is by changing or behaviors is by changing how you interact with the world, which is like the bull M&Ms, right? Like the second you have like a really easy, a real easy layup of this too is like the second you have a baby, your actions change forever, right? Like you you no longer, like you have to immediately change your, your behaviors and actions. So, but the thing that people don't realize is they continue to have things set up around them and in their life. Like maybe they have an at-home gym, but it's just cluttered with stuff. So every time they go to work out, they're now like, oh my God, I got to clean this thing off. Oh, not today, right? Mm-hmm. And they talk themselves out of it because they, now there's a little hurdle in the way. And that hurdle is just enough when there's a bunch of other life things going on to nudge you away from what's happening, right? Yeah. Or maybe every day when you drive home, you take a route that goes right next to an in and out And you're like, oh, I'm tired. I work so hard. You know what? I do what you <laughs> And like, so there's things like that. And like, what, what I'm all, what I, where I'm trying to go with this is like, you have to kind of look at like what's around you. And there, there's a great book on this called like mindless eating, which has a whole litany of these kind of things. But like, you want to think of like, how can I make like my good behaviors easier to do and my hard behaviors harder to do, right? Like, so having a friend can help. Like having a friend who's checking in with you and going to runs with you makes it easier to go on runs, right? Like, that's one of those things because now you have a new environment. You have somebody who's checking in on you and nudging you closer. But there's there's a bunch of that kind of stuff. So that's just like an example. But looking at those kind of things and either adding stuff or removing things can make a world of difference, right? So those are, those are two huge ones for me. And then I think another one that's we're going to talk about motivation is I'm a big believer that expectations could either make or break people. And I think Ooh, that people that's all a good the time line. have the wrong kind of expectations, right? Like, so you might've had friends who were like, oh, like I added, you know, or I lost three pounds this week, but it's not 10 pounds. I have a friend who lost 10 pounds. Why am I not like them? This sucks, right? And in reality, three pounds is amazing. Oh, Two yeah. pounds is amazing. But people all the time are like, like I've had clients who have literally been like, I didn't lose any weight. Now look at their chart. I'm like, you lost two pounds. Like, yeah, but that's not very much. And I'm like, you lost two pounds. Like, <laughs> that's a lot. literally, it's working as intended. And this is amazing, right? But they have this expectation because of it could be because of social media. It could be because of just you know whatever it is. There's a whole there's a whole list of this stuff. But like having the right expectations for things can make or break people. And I see this all the time too with like, like uh, like with like um, weekend eating. So a really great example of this is somebody might go out and just for whatever, ha- for whatever reason happens, their friends that, that we told them to find new friends, their old friends are like, mm-hmm. Hey, come out with us and go drinking. Right. Or you go out with them and then they surprise you and you start drinking. You wake up the next day, you weigh yourself and you're up like five pounds. Right. This is like a really critical moment because a lot of people step up the scale and they, their weights up like four or five pounds and they immediately go like, I gained five pounds of fat. I've lost, Mm. I've erased everything I've worked for, for so long that like, why should I keep going for it? 
And I've legitimately had clients who I've had to talk out of totally giving up because of things like this. They might go to Vegas for the weekend or like Christmas. Like this is a really common run around the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, we're like, their weight just balloons up uh, with women. It's super common around their menses. Like there, and that's just a natural one you always have to deal with. Right. Like there, there's all sorts of things, but like the expectation of like, when, when those kind of things happen, I'm like, look, you're going to go out with your friends. You're going to gain four or five pounds. It's super normal. It's going to take three or four days for it to go away. So what I want you to do is if you do step on the scale the next day, I want you to realize that this happens to everybody. It's just water because you drank. Like mathematically, you can't gain five pounds of fat in a night unless you're eating, you know, 17,000 calories. <laughs> like it's not going to happen. Um, and then I'm like, it's going to go away. So what I want you to do is not, I don't want you to like do anything super crazy. I just literally want you to go back to the plan. Like we call it a clean slate policy, which is like mm. wipe the slate clean, start over fresh. I don't care what happened the, the day before. I want you to focus on the next things you have to do. And that's, a, I think, a powerful one because like motivation works two ways. Like one, you can get super like, yeah, I'm psyched. But at the other time and the other side of it, right, we have to manage that kind of like, uh, like uh, I'm blanking on the term, but like that kind of like being discouraged from things. And because that's the duality of it, right? You're like, I'm super discouraged. And now we're on the other side. So I'm a big believer that expectations of that stuff and letting people know what's going to happen, like what the next steps are is going to be powerful. Just like we were talking about the friends being like, hey, like some of your friends aren't going to be supportive of your goals. I want you to know that from day one, that if you tell people this, that like it's just super normal. Because when it happens, it's more like this is exactly what he said would happen versus why am I the like people all the time think they're the only person. Like, why am I the only person I feel alone now? Then they feel like alienated. And then all sorts of problems happen from there. But like those are a couple just a couple of things off the top of our head. So like long story short, right? Like I'm not a super big believer of motivation, but I think there's a lot of things that we can do to make things easier for people both talking people into doing things they don't want to do, like me going on crazy runs um, by like focusing on little things that are the next immediate thing, changing the environment to be more helpful and then setting appropriate expectations. I believe that's all under like the overall blanket of motivation, even though it's not like raw, raw, right? Yeah. That's where I fall into. Yeah. So yeah, I I think all the stuff that you said is uh, that's, that's a very, you know, good way to, like kind of three main points of like what people can do right now in their life to kind of change, to set themselves up for success. And I mean, I think, yeah, I guess it could fall under the umbrella of motivation, but a lot of it is very like, like you talked about consistency and discipline, like just going to do it. And then you talked about like changing your environment. Like these are all big changes. These are all like somewhat difficult to do, you know, to start getting to, to start getting into. So, um, but yeah, there's like, there's so much there that people can take away and kind of just, if they listen to this podcast, they can just say, okay, I'm going to write down those three things and I'm going to do this. I, that's a really good starting point, I think, for a lot of people. So anything that you want to share, you want to share your um, social, uh, like your, your, you said you had a Facebook page where you post memes. <laughs> yeah. So if you, yeah. If you, if you're into, yeah. So, so my, yeah, my Facebook page is a fitness nerd, really easy to find. I think I'm the only one who's like that. Um, and it's yeah it's like facebook.com fitness hyphen nerd uh you can find me there i post a ton of memes and other kind of fun stuff um i am having a doing a, a macro like master class coming up soon like next week so if somebody wants to get in touch with me you can just 
find me on my page. Um, I'll be posting a ton about that, like a macro accounting masterclass. Other than that, man, that's that's kind of it. I'm really easy to get in touch with. You can find me on Facebook at, under my name, Adrian Van Vleck, um, which is pretty easy to do. Okay, yeah, and I'll put all those links in the our description of the podcast, so if anybody wants to check them out. So, all right. So we've. Uh, do you wanna you wanna close us out, Sean? I would love to. <laughs> wow. Well, I just want to say thank you again, Agent. Uh, lots of applicable uh, like takeaways from here. So I hope you guys had some pens and some paper writing all that stuff down because this is great action steps. Um, but that's all for today's podcast. You can find myself at the Fit Cosplayer YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and you can find Brian on Instagram as well at SD underscore cosplay fit. And feel free to DM us and uh, let us know what you loved about the show and, uh, you know, what kind of stuff you want to hear. Thanks for listening. And remember, guys, fitness is better with your Nakama. <laughs>